Michelle Farrell, live from the First Instruments Blue Notes CD. Uh, excellent translation of a standard. The autumn leaves never fell like that in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she is pitch perfect when she hit that last note. Oh, for real. And it, it, when you sing and you're hitting notes like that E over C that she hit there, when it's clean like that, it does become an instrument and you can visualize it being as if it was being played by hand or by whatever. Her, her, just the whole approach to that was just awesome. You could see live how the audience couldn't help but go off on that. Yeah, she's a fine-tuned musical instrument and it's great to have her around in modern day as well as Diane Reeves on Blue Note and it's something real special too. Yeah, sadly again though, David, it does put out the fact that there's just a, a, a woeful lack of material and that singers like this to, to have to constantly do standards and not come up with new material. It's like it's almost sinful, man. Ma'am, and she does soul. Rachel Farrell, produced by George Duke. I've played it previously on the show a few times. 
it is unbelievable. You know, when she does the socially conscious and the soulful stuff, I can just, I just wish I could just encourage her to do more because I think she's maybe the most important modern singer right now. Michelle Farrell, a great singer. Yeah, a great singer. And let's go back to some pure soul vocal class. And this came out a couple years ago now. And nice combination, an intro by Barry and Miss Regina Bell. The Walrus of Soul. <laughs> Baby, I'm here. Gina, I'm right here, baby. I really want us to spend quiet time together. I'll turn off the phone and pull the shades. We won't be disturbed tonight Waited all day long To spend some time Just my man and I We just need the world outside We can fall in love once again
definitely. Now, how? let's go out back to the West Coast again. Mary Lovecomer, the gospel side of indie West Coast. Well, it's nice to hear all this little flavor here now. And uh, who says that the West Coast ain't representing the night? We got yeah. some serious jams going on here. Give it up for the West Coast sound. Yes, sir. West is the best. <laughs>
coming to you from the home of the Vanier Cup champion, UBC Thunderbirds. This is CITR 101.9 FM. Don't you know that we can't worry about the things they say Cause they can't change the way we feel, no What we have is more than they'll ever know Cause what we have is oh so real, alright I can't go a single day without you and all the things that you do Oh no Girl, you make a blind man see My eyes are open now And I want you here with me You believe in love I will never let you down Oh no In love Always be right there Ever since that day I laid my eyes on you I knew you were the one for me Oh yeah Well it does the lightning strike the same place twice I'd be a fool if I ever let you leave Girl Never in this whole wide world Could I ever find a woman like you Mm -hmm. You don't have to waste your time in a worry Girl, I'm here to stay I ain't going no place You believe You believe in love I will never let you down, baby Oh no, oh baby I will always be right there, sure Tell me, don't you
Yeah, you know the one, our favorite, Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> We're gonna keep laying on the heavy Teddy tracks until we extinguish all of them, Mike. Well, that's gonna be quite a while, man. I just yeah. hope that there's enough sweat to go around for the folks <laughs> out there listening. Let's go back to some Curtis Mayfield here on African Rhythms. It really doesn't get much better than that for yeah. thinking music. And it's, doubt, um, you know, it's there's a strong message about the perils of I'm walking that perilous, dangerous side of life. Swing low. Sweet Come and fought to carry me home It's very important to me that uh, whatever I have to say is worth saying and I believe very strongly of course simplicity is always the rule and of course whatever you say so long as you say it in such manners as to where the the smallest layman can pick it up and understand shouldn't be any difficulties in misinterpreting you know my my words this is rapping curtis mayfield singer composer social commentator an artist deeply involved today he raps on drugs movie scores religion pollution peace and much more curtis mayfield rapping Well, we gotta have peace. I just felt like everybody, you know, uh, you think in terms of war, I just can't believe that any mass of people really want war in spite of, you know, injustices and situations, you know. I know the mass really don't want war. Usually there are just so other things that usually brings them into the situations that they have nothing about. I think everybody, you know, sometimes it's almost a frustration of, we gotta have peace, you know, you know, and the song says, and if the soldier, the soldier who is dead and gone, if only we could bring back one, I'm sure he'd even say, you know, in spite of whatever he's fighting for, we gotta have peace, you know, why do I have to really die here? Will be my claim to fame A man with no name That way I won't have to feel the pain Indispensable Just a plain old human being Today don't mean a thing In a world that's so mean A world that seems not for me So proud I'll be invisible 
That way I won't have to explain a thing If you know what I mean I won't even have to be here on the scene It's so ridiculous But the strife and the bliss Will go right on through Right on through me To have missed All the things that hurt you so No one would ever know They'd never know Life so preciously Just don't seem to be As free as they claim freedom to be Things are going fast To have found it all in the past To have to take what you can get Sure can make a heart upset Inconspicuous I must behave myself For somebody else Who may have a little fame, fortune and wealth It's so ridiculous But the strife and the bliss will go right on through, right on through me to have missed a world that seems not for me. So privately, I'll be invisible. That way I won't have to explain a thing if you know what I mean. I won't even have to be here on the scene. It's so ridiculous, but the strife and the bliss will go right on through, right on through me to have missed all the things that hurt your soul. No one would ever know. They'd never know life so preciously. Just don't seem to me As free as they claim freedom to be Things are going fast To have found that all's now in the past To have to take what you can get Sure can make a heart upset So I'll be invisible Invisible My co-host Mike Ingram's here. We've got, as promised, special guest from New York City, DJ Smash. Welcome to the studio. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, and in Vancouver in general, because you know I've been having a good time since I've been here, and uh, you guys seem to be kicking the soul on the reel. So, yeah. So uh, you've been uh, spending a little bit here. Yeah, we did um, a little thing at Bar None. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was checking uh, that out. That was uh, pretty cool. I had a good yeah. time, good crowd, good energy. It was a really good vibe. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to my man Clarence for bringing me up here, hooking everything up. Yeah, for, for real. Um, so then maybe just tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, you're from New York City. You started out um, remixing records. Yeah, well, I started out as a DJ, but my remixes sort of took me into the music business and uh you know the remixes kind of started live working with musicians and stuff and 
and then uh, I wound up doing a lot of jazz remixes just because I could relate to the musicians and um, you know I wanted to take the remixing thing to the next level instead of just chopping up somebody's stuff and putting a hip beat under it I wanted to work with musicians too so so the early hip-hop inspired you the Grandmaster Flash and uh, what was going on in New York um, yeah, in the early 80s and the Herbie Hancock stuff too with the you know he had a DJ with him Grand Mixer DST and mm-hmm. you know I saw them live and that just totally blew me away that a DJ could work with musicians and yeah that was really interesting and even what uh, Double D and Steinsky were doing the more creative cut up hip-hop mixes what was happening there i just want to hear the music that's all is it too complicated to just keep my records in the category okay just put the rock and roll in with the rock and roll put the r&b in with the r&b i mean you're not going to put charlie parker in with the rock and roll would you what does it all mean i don't know who is charlie parker jazz Proposition like this, we need a guy with with class, with dignity, a gentleman of the old school, and yes, and all the yes! ladies in the house, the ladies, the ladies, the ladies in the house. Come on, let me hear you say ow, say ow. Come on, come on, the whole boys in the house, the boys, the boys, the boys in the house. Come on, let me hear you say ho, ho, say ho. Oh, the disappearance of the old school. Yes! Are you ready? Are you ready? It's delicious. It's delectable. It's delightful. It's as mellow as moonlight and as tender as a mother's love. Now I know you've got to have some soul. Uh, 
S-O-U-L. Soul. Order yours now. Don't delay. Uh-huh. Well, the monster jam will get up everybody and do the freak to the beat. The beat, the beat, the beat. Uh, I believe all of my heart with the beat. I know what it does to you. I know how it feels. Get a back of the single with the record machine saying go pop the boo. Now how do you do? We gonna do it one more time for the folks back home. Here we go. Huh. Ha! Ha! Uh, Steinsky, I know Steinsky, he's a real cool dude, and he wasn't a DJ, he just sort of started as an editor, just editing and splicing. And wasn't that a contest he entered for yeah. the lessons one, two, and yeah, three? The yeah, the Tommy Boy was sponsoring this contest, and you know, now he's doing commercials and things like that. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was an important thing, and I remember Colcat did an early mix, Say Kid, What Time Is It in London, which was sort of inspired by all of that. It's good to see creativity and progress in this thing we call the hip-hop and the jazz and the modern innovations in the music we love. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always going to come back to a street level, no matter how high or popular it gets, whatever, you know. It's just like, that's the streets talking, you know, the hip-hop and the funk and the found sound, you know, production value, you know, just working with what you got, working with what you can find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so you started, or helped start a label? Yeah, we started out, I started out uh, doing stuff for other labels, and then I had some partners, and we started this uh, label called 8-Ball Records. And those uh, Jazzy Grooves, I believe. Yeah, Jazzy Grooves was born on 8-Ball, Volume 1 and 2, and also my production crew, Jazz Not Jazz. And then uh, my partner and I, we jumped off from our other partners and started New Breed. Yeah, so New Breed has uh, continued on with the Jazzy Groove series, I believe. Yeah, we're up to volume 15, 16, mm-hmm. and uh, it just won't, I figured it'd probably die out at volume 4, but it just yeah. kept going and going, and people, you know, people dig it, so. Yeah, well, some really good funky vibes with some um, production, and uh, very DJ friendly, I think, you know, very, yeah. you know, to be able to mix with hip-hop and other things. Mm-hmm. And well, most of the producers that do the tracks for us are DJs, and we we get a lot of good demos from around the world and we sort of try to represent the sound on a global level. You know, we have guys from Denmark and Sweden and Tokyo and France and you know, London and San Francisco and So it's worldwide basically. Definitely. Yeah. It's global in, in its, you know, approach. But it shows how global that the funk and the hip hop and the jazz 
are. Yeah, certainly. Mm -hmm. I think that's helped it progress, it's mm -hmm. fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. DJ Smash is in the studio with us from New York City. You're going to play, uh, what are we going to start out with? We're going to listen to first. We're going to play some older, and then we're going to get into some maybe your new productions. Yeah, we're going to go back in time, way right. back. And uh, it was produced by Bob Belden. And Jalissa. Take this sad song and make it better. Make it 
listening to African Rhythms. EJ Smash from New York City. He's in the studio and that's something quite unbelievable. I know nobody's heard it in these parts. Well, tell us about that. In case the listeners didn't recognize those very distinct original voices mm-hmm. on that track, that's Cassandra Wilson and Diane Reeves duetting on an old Lennon and McCartney tune, Come Together. And uh, it was produced by Bob Belden and co-arranged by myself. And then I took it in the studio and did some further stuff on it and just did a, you know, little funky remix on it. Yeah, I, I, as I was saying, I, I, you know, I didn't think it was um, overlong, um, mm-hmm. but um, apparently there, there was some trouble getting this track released after you uh, finished doing yeah, the mix. Yeah, because uh, after I did the mix, I sort of did it, you know, just on, you know, on spec or, you know, for no money up front because I believed in the project and I was really honored to even just be asked. Because mm-hmm. I'm really fans of both of those ladies. They're really yeah. original and they're doing a lot for jazz music right now. So I just wanted to be able to say, yeah, I did a mix for Cassandra. And, yeah. and uh, EMI Japan, which is the label that sponsored the project, uh, at the last minute said, well, there's no budget for a remix, so we can't release it. And I was like, oh, man. And then Bob Bell and the producer said, well, why don't you do a white label on it? And, you know, and I said, okay, well. And then I went to, went to London and uh, got some feedback and 
encouraging feedback. And I said, okay. And I pressed up a thousand, sold them all over Europe. And uh, the buzz got back to Japan. And finally, uh, they said, hey, why don't you bring, do some more stuff and we'll do a project, a whole remix compilation of stuff like that. So, so you've got together with some other remixes? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of executive producer on a project. So I'm just hiring a lot of different remixers to give their treatment to some of the songs in the EMI Japan catalog. You know, these are guys I know that can handle it and can respect the uh, integrity of the original production because it's all jazz tunes or cover tunes in the jazz style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, um, it, 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 it sounds great. Look forward to that. It's hopefully going to be coming out early next year. Yeah, like February, March. The project will be called Come Together, uh, Bob Belden Remix Project. Bob Belden is the uh, producer... Uh, behind the whole project he organizes all the musicians i mean he's really phenomenal arranger he he arranged the uh, last herbie hancock album uh, new mm -hmm. standards and you know he's he's a brilliant producer and uh, it's because of him all of these stellar musicians came together and did this project herbie hancock wayne shorter john lucian are these people all still reside in new york city or are they come through new york city a lot or consider that part of their yeah, I mean, New York is always, you know, the magnet for a lot of great artists. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they live there. I don't think Herbie or Wayne or these guys live there. But they have to come there and sign that deal, and, <laughs> you know, because they're still doing, they're all still doing albums. And, uh, yeah, I, they, they appear in New York. Regularly on a regular. in clubs. Yeah. yeah. These people, Diane Reeves. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Diane's you know. doing a New Year's gig, as a matter of fact, at the Blue Note. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I really, really wish... The kind folks at the jazz festival here would bring her along because um, she's got to be number one on my list to see. You know, apart from maybe Rachel Farrell. Mm -hmm. you know, oh they, yes, um, real spiritual experience to, to check out Diana. I saw her at Mount Fuji uh, a year, a couple of years ago. Uh, I was up there spinning for a tribute to Herbie Hancock, and uh, she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get uh, my co-host Mike uh, in on the conversation here. <laughs> well, Smash made a good point about the fact that um, it seems like the remix engineer has really stepped up in importance from the time, you know, mixes were, you know, starting off from the era of hip-hop and all of that. So, so Smash, in all honesty, uh, has it gotten to the point where the remix engineer is becoming as important, if not more important, than the artist? A lot of times when it's a new artist, it seems like the labels are just eager to get you know some superstar remixer or even a gang of superstar mm -hmm. mixers on there just to you know get djs and you know club heads into like digging this person's sound so yeah in some cases it is sad to say and the remixers a lot of times make more money than the artist too i was wondering about that you get people like junior vasquez who make twenty twenty five thousand dollars just to do a remix on one tune and that might have been like a third of the budget for the whole yeah. album for that artist, you know. So, in some cases, yeah. And it may, it, even sometimes it's, it might not seem so upfront, but behind when you look behind the scenes and you see the amount of money that was spent on a remix, you know, you, you realize, wow, mm -hmm. I know that artist didn't make twenty five thousand dollars doing that one tune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not too cool, I guess, really, in some ways, um, because um, after all, they did make the music. I think I appreciate the value of a remixer can have in popularizing or instant sales, but 
it's much better. I mean, like when you did it and for no money up front or whatever, and it's more for the love of the music mm -hmm. or whatever, that seems to make a difference. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my whole philosophy about remixing is um, I don't really think it's a, it's a true necessity. I think if more young talent on both sides, on the artist end and on the production end, would get together mm -hmm. ahead of time, if, if the label would, would sponsor guys like me going in with, you know, in the creation uh, part of the whole in thing. In the inception. Yeah, yeah, in the inception. And it would save a lot of money <laughs> and I think would still have the same yeah. effect, you know? Yeah, Smash, to that end, um, do you find that the labels are still, or rather the A&R people are still not as musically up on it as they should be and they don't have the kind of faith that they need to have in being creative and, you know, like I said, they, they put it in your hands after, you know, you gave it a taste somewhere else and all of a sudden, you know, they jumped on the flavor and all that. Mm -hmm. you, you find that to be more uh, consistent with what's going on now? Uh, well, because the music business is in a real state of flux right now, especially on the dance club end. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are really afraid to be creative. It's expensive, you know, mm -hmm. when you're in that position and you have budgets and bottom lines to me it's really ex an expensive proposition to say mm -hmm. what the hell i'll take a chance on this even though i don't you know and yeah a lot of nr guys aren't that clued in what's going on beyond what they dig or what they were hired for you know if they're black nr guys and they're just going to do black mm -hmm. and r&b stuff and mm -hmm. i've been told by several black r&b uh nr guys that my stuff is too jazzy or it's too experimental or whatever and i'm like yo that's what black music was supposedly you know indeed about originally yeah i mean uh, the spirits of black music and you know the brave changes uh, charlie parker compared to swing and you mm -hmm. know things like this and there's going to be the new innovators sometimes it takes a while for things to get respect yeah. um, and hip-hop's taken a lot of rap let's face mm -hmm. it a lot of <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> it's it's it seems to be a difficult area it's got to be a certain way to be marketed mm -hmm too bad really you know that it isn't able to exist and get the sort of seriousness and respect i mean when cassandra and diane reeves are involved it's considered an art form obviously because you cannot get away from the fact that they're singing on it mm -hmm. but it's too bad that more of it doesn't get the respect even a tribe called quest aren't considered to be making worthwhile art if you will you know yeah i mean it just depends on who you ask and it's always the high art low art argument in the end you know mm -hmm. between you know, those who, uh, you know, own the options on the media, the only gateway that all this stuff goes through, you know, and it's yeah. like they're only going to mark, they're only going to let certain things through and certain things get marked, certain genres get marginalized and very, you know, if it's not atypical, you know, it's like, for instance, now we have Chemical Brothers and Prodigy, mm -hmm. you know, in the mainstream, yeah. you know, in the media, and it's just like, <laughs> now everything has to sound like that if mm -hmm. it's going to be co considered experimental electronic music and... And just like jazz with electronic music, you have all sorts of little uh, pockets. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you can get mellow, you can get hardcore, you can get yeah. abrasive, you can get real soothing. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's some interesting things going on in Fusion, Fusion, uh, mm -hmm. Alex Bunyan, and um, different. We were listening to the Greg Adams. I did a remix of that. But is but. But, but is there anyone like Jesus who followed in his footsteps? St. Francis is probably the nearest one, huh? St. Francis.
two, huh? You know, or three or four. No booters, are there? <laughs> no. No Socrates. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. These 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 men struggled, didn't they, to uh, make the world aware of their thoughts and their ideas and their principles and so on. What 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 is the end result? The opposite, it seems to me. set up to say what the creative minds have in mind, you see. <laughs> of a sky, the treeness of a tree, the housiness of a house. It serves, it does more, it evokes, elicits, excites. You know, just cool stuff mm -hmm. going on, which has um, really good jazz soloing, but you know, spacey keyboards, mm -hmm. other things, um, maybe even a dance beat. But, mm -hmm. um, 
anything can be done well, you know, just because it's one thing or another doesn't immediately make it bad. So just trash dance music, just commercial, even an incredibly commercial tune can be done very tastefully, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, in years past I think that's been proven with the success of things like Respect and Stevie Wonder being as big as he was, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean look at Omar now, I mean he's he could be as big as Stevie again with the right material, mm. you know. Yeah. You Smash, know. because of that, uh, are your compilations mixed bags for the most part? Do you like giving a little flavor of this and that? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, as, as, you know, when we first started, we, you know, we had to do our hip-hop thing. We were appealing to a hip-hop audience, a hip-hop-minded audience, using hip-hop production values. And as we grew as a label and matured, and our taste got a little more sophisticated and, you know. Yeah, it's great to see. I mean, Giles Peterson, yeah, I think he's done a lot for the innovation of jazz worldwide in his own way. You know, his knowledge of the jazz and the putting that label and the popularizing of John Lucian and Terry Callier and mm -hmm. some of the legends of this music we love. Yeah, all know? the talk aloud stuff that Giles puts out is pretty interesting. Now he's going into directions with uh, jungle music and, you know, his Ronnie Size and Represent Crew and... So he's trying different things, and I respect that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And uh, Patrick Forge, oh, yeah. Norman Jay, you know, that yeah. we both know. I mean, these are guys that, uh, I mean, Patrick's got a real love of Brazilian music, mm -hmm. and I think he's helped popularize some of that. Uh, Norman's love of everything soulful. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Norman is Mr. Soul. Yeah, he is. All things soulful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Certainly part of that rare groove thing that happens um, in the 80s in mm -hmm. England. Popularization of the funky tracks. Yeah, alright. So we haven't got much time left. We've got another track to play. Mm -hmm. and well, I want to give some shout-outs. Yeah, okay. To, of course, uh, to my man Clarence uh, from the Barnum yeah. crew and you know for bringing me up here and his trusty sidekick Sonia for carting me around. And yeah, she's a real sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. And... Uh, like to say hi to oh that young lady that I met at the club the other night who who uh, had never I think never heard James Brown's Sex Machine before <laughs> just wanted to say you know <laughs> depraved hey, childhood for that one yeah <laughs> I said you must have lived a sheltered life haven't you well, happy you know I, I just gave her a few titles that she should uh, pick up by him and uh, I just want to say hi to everybody in uh, Vancouver that's been supporting New Breed and I've been finding out, you know, when I come to places like this, I always find out, you know, who's buying our records and who's been supporting us. And it's always, you know, it's always inspiring. So I just want to give a big shout out to everybody who's been supporting us and, you know, keeping us in the loop here, keeping our records in rotation. You know, even though they might be three or four or five years old. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for having me up here, too. Yeah, Our well pleasure. that's great. Nice to see you're going to be, or you're part of Irma, the Italian label. Yeah, and Irma, um, Irma is a good label and they've been trying to establish themselves in America right now and uh, a good friend of mine became the managing director there and so, uh, you know, I play a lot of their stuff. I'm, you know, always happy to represent them wherever. So, we, you know, we did the big Irma party at Bar None the other night and uh, they have a lot of good releases Monte Fiore Cocktail and really excellent compilations too yeah some good rare groove Latin represented mm -hmm. as well you yeah. know, as well as Jungle and some of the more innovative modern jazz songs yeah yeah you know? so Irma's a label to look out for check the anything on Irma just you know pick it up and I'm, I'm sure there'll be something on there you dig yeah for sure mm -hmm. alright okay now what's this uh, last track we're uh, gonna hear last thing is one of real soulful things in honor of you guys and your vibe here 
Uh, it's thank a, you. It's a group uh, we have on the label, a new breed called Groovalicious. The tune is called Second Time Around. It's a real soulful little thing. Thanks again, Smash, and I hope uh, to see you back here soon. Sure. I'll be back, and this will be the first stop. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you're very welcome, my brother. Mm -hmm. Good to see my homeboy representing. Yeah, man. Fellow New Yorker. Excellent. Yeah. I might move up here, too. All right. <laughs> Who knows? There you go. Sweet. <laughs> Regardless of where you are, whether it be New York City, London, Tokyo, mm -hmm. the East End, if you mm -hmm. want to know where the soul trees grow, the roots of all that encompasses it can be found right here on African Rhythms. Thanks, Mike. I'm David Jones. Peace and love. Of the priceless
Incredible radio show from 1997. I'm David Love Jones. With DJ Smash from New York City. Big up to Wayne. Still producing stuff today. Associated with Giant Steps. And uh, like I was saying, did remixes on the Blue Note records, records. We've got a special bonus track to end the night from DJ Smash, and this is his totally unreleased version of Umi Says Most Deaf. Mixed with John Cutler, It's Yours. Check out the Cobalt next Wednesday. I'll be DJing with the humans. I got 500 people booked for that one, so definitely come and check it out. I'm David Love Jones. I'll be back next week. Peace and love to you.
transcendence in a quest for peace, energy, and light? If you were to find this temple, do you have the knowledge to enter the temple? Do you want it? And if you had a wisdom, 